everyone, and welcome again to another special episode of the We Are CCA podcast. This is another Exploring Careers episode. Uh, I'll be your host, Jake Ramsey, along with my cohort, Ian. Say hello, Ian. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, so we've got another uh, awesome episode lined up for you guys. Uh, our guest today, um, I'll let him introduce himself and what he does, um, but uh, really great to have him here and, and appreciate his time. So, uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, my name is Greg Bauman. I'm a physical therapist assistant. I work for uh, Dreyer Physical Therapy. Um, pretty well known here in central PA. Um, but I actually work at the Orthopedic Institute of Pennsylvania with the doctors here at OIP Physical Therapy in Harrisburg. So, so Greg, uh, could you talk a little bit about sort of why you chose to, you know, a career in physical therapy? Yeah. Um, so I played sports growing up, baseball when I was younger and then football in high school. So always had an interest in some sort of athletics. Um, and then just from people that I knew, a couple of injuries that I had during football and things like that, got to see a the side of physical therapy as far as it goes with rehab and injuries and things like that. Um, so that's what piqued my interest to start. Um, still to this day, sports rehab, it tends to be my favorite of all. The unfortunate side is that it's a very limited clientele when you're limiting yourself to just sports rehab. So long way around getting into physical therapy. I started working in a clinic as a tech patients, helping out licensed PTs and PTAs that got me back into the clinic and seeing how that was. And then going on from there and getting licensed as a PTA myself. And could, could you talk a little bit about maybe were there some courses that you took in high school that maybe piqued your sort of cemented this interest for you, or at least prepared you for some of the things that you would experience through your educational process uh, to get to a career in PT? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, back back then, it was a while ago, <laughs> um, there wasn't a, that many courses in high school that were kind of geared towards physical therapy um, or that type of thing. Biology, your sciences, your standards, you end up having to deal with those anyway, chemistry, physics, things like that. Um, so courses like that in high school can kind of help prepare you as far as what you'll end up taking in college um, and things like that to get licensed. Um, nowadays, after talking to a few of the students that we have do some observation hours and things like that, that I've noticed there's a lot more courses that are dedicated towards sports, sports rehab and things like that recently. Um, your anatomy, physiology, learning muscles, learning bones, any courses that dedicate towards that and physics, especially as well, um, are really the courses that will help you be more prepared when trying to advance your educational career into physical therapy. So what is it about physics? What's the, what does that really? Physics mostly it's just learning fulcrums, levers, the amount of force, putting tension and torque on muscles and joints and things like that. As far as you don't use the numbers as much, but the, the theory behind physics essentially and yeah. kind of what you apply when stretching patients and things like that. Like yeah, understanding the concepts of, the concepts of how <laughs> things move yeah. and how force can be applied to certain. Yeah, exactly. Knowing yeah. where to push, how much force to use and things like that. 
Well, I, I honestly, I wouldn't have thought of physics. I thought the, yeah. the obvious ones are anatomy and physiology and biology. Yeah. yeah. Um, but physics makes perfect sense now that you think about it. Yeah. Medical, um, ter- medical terminology too. I think that's a CCA class, I believe. Oh yeah. If they, if they have those kind of courses, they're huge. Um, I didn't start taking those until I was in college. Um, so if you can get a leg up on that, learning any type of medical terminology backgrounds, the root sources in Latin and things like that. It's a, I was going to say Latin should be everybody's elective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You'll know a lot more if you can speak Latin. Who, who, who do we know that's fluent in Latin? I don't know. anybody. <laughs> no. and I don't think anybody, uh, there might be a few handful of people in the country that are fluent in Latin at this point. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Greg, can I ask a question here? Cause I, when I think of physical therapy, um, I mean, I, and the, I guess the, the physical therapists themselves, like what type of person goes into physical therapy? I, I typically think exactly like you, you know, yeah. somebody who was into sports and then kind of, kind of had a rehab aptitude and kind of got into it from there. Yeah. But I feel like that's like, that's a stereotype. Like there, there are other people out there who, I mean, who else do you see? I mean, other than just the, your, the jock that doesn't become a, you know, a pro yeah, football. Pro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and honestly, yeah, it is a little bit of a stereotype. It's a huge help having some sort of athletic background and being in a gym and learning exercises and things like that. Um, we've had clinicians that are more so have relatives potentially that have some sort of long-term disease, you know, if they have MS and things like that, or do they have a personal experience with somebody that has dealt with and needed physical therapy? Um, that's also kind of a key, um, key point that kind of pushes them towards it. Um, here in our clinic, we don't see a lot of neurological patients, but if you see people that have, um, relatives with some sort of disability mm-hmm. that have needed therapy, that's kind of pushed them where they want to help others, um, down the road as well. And that's physical a good ther- point too. Yeah. Because um, I was just going to say, not all physical therapies go into like an orthopedic institute of Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, there are other sorts of uh, field, not maybe fields, but there's other sorts of yeah. niches within physical therapy. Could you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I work in a clinic that's orthopedic based. Mm-hmm. Uh, we deal directly with the doctors, a lot of knee replacements, hip replacements, um, things like that more so with a sports rehab model. Um, there are clinics, there's skilled nursing facilities where you do long-term care, where you're visiting patients that are staying there, um, just getting them to do some exercises. Um, hospital settings where you're doing acute rehab. Um, similar patients that we see, but if they're seeing them in the hospital for a couple of days right after surgery, and then they come to us. And then you have those that are specialized in more neurological stuff. The neurological side of it is a lot more in-depth, um, a lot more hands-on, one-on-one kind of treatment when you get to some really neurological affected people. Um, our clinic, we it's a busy clinic, so it's not as specific or conducive to that kind of environment. There's, there's a lot of different things that are needed, but neurological, orthopedic, um, and then also, we have OTs here, occupational therapists as well. Ours are special or certified hand therapists. Um, right. So they deal with hand, wrist, elbow, and stuff. And then you have occupational therapists that work in a hospital setting, helping patients with like bathroom transitions, 
things that makes them more functional at home and that kind of care as well. Greg, you mentioned early on that, that you sort of after school kind of got back into the clinics where you work yeah. as a tech. Can you talk about the difference between the responsibilities and duties of a tech, a PTA, and then a physical yeah. therapist? Yeah, absolutely. So we hire, we, we call them techs. Um, they're aides in some companies, some businesses, different titles, but essentially it's on the job training for them. Um, they help run patients through exercises and stuff, basically helping us manage our caseload kind of thing. Um, they can't do any of the hands-on material, no stretching of patients. They don't write any of the notes. They're simply there just to help patients through exercises and things like that. Um, so that's where I started. And then I was going to school at Central Penn to be a PTA while I was working as a tech as well. Um, as a PTA, you're, it's a licensed position. So you can write notes, you can do manuals. Um, I'd say it's, it's all of the fun of the PT with half the responsibility. (laughs) That's what I. PT light. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We essentially, all of our PTAs are working with a particular therapist. Um, The therapists are the ones that, that can do evaluations. They can see patients for the first visit set their plan of care and essentially any of the exercises that we run them through the therapist is the one that's technically responsible um our ptas are very well experienced and you build a relationship with your pt that you kind of know how you treat and what's appropriate and what's not and you learn as you go um but there's also more that the therapist can do they can do different mobilizations um like I said, evaluating, they get a little bit more detailed knowledge, obviously in school um, than what PTAs can do. And PTAs and therapists too, it's kind of state by state based as far as our roles and responsibility. Um, here in PA, I'm not allowed to do mobilizations of joints. If I went down to Maryland and started getting, got licensed in Maryland and treated down there, they're allowed to do mobilizations in Maryland. So the kind of the role and the difference varies state by state, but ultimately the biggest difference is the therapist is the end responsible person for each patient on their caseload. So the the therapist develops the plan, you know, sees the patient, you know, looks at the, it takes account of the injury or, you know, what needs to be done. The, the, um, and then kind of makes a diagnosis and then develops a plan for treatment. And then PTAs help to execute that plan with the hands-on, you know, yeah. stretching and the, you know, hands-on exercises and those types of things. And yep. then the techs come in and sort of, as patients become a little bit more independent, maybe gain a little bit more strength and can do exercises on their own. The techs are there to sort of support and observe to make sure that they're doing them correctly. Yeah. That they're following the plan to the T. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Um, and l- like I said, it's kind of, it's a relationship you build with your therapist and with a tech that works on your team as you get to know each other and know the treatment styles, you build a, a stronger rapport with each other and you feel more comfortable where, you know, there's sometimes where I know say John comes in with an injury, pretty independent, pretty well knows his stuff. And I worked with him a few times and his exercises are correct. I'm comfortable with the tech 
taking them through some exercises. And then towards the end, I'll get my hands on them, stretch them out, you know, do a little bit of assessing things myself. Um, and then similar situation too. Sometimes there's an issue. If there's something going on, increased pain, something specific that I'm not quite aware of as the assistant, that's when I go to the therapist, let them know, and then they go and they can do their assessment as well. Okay. So definitely a team approach there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which is a, great. We, like I said, we work in a pretty busy clinic. Um, we've always based our model around a team approach. Um, there are some clinics where it's simply the therapist, you know, the patient mm-hmm. comes in there with the therapist for an hour, just the therapist. We try to increase our volume, um, working with the team approach and having everybody kind of hands on helping out a little bit. What's the work right. environment like? <clears throat> like working in this field, what what would someone sort of expect when they take a job as a PTA or a PT or even a tech? Yeah, it's a different companies kind of have a different model. Um, ours is a little bit fast paced, but it's very similar to a simplified version of a gym, essentially like that. You know, we have you have a plants and tables that you would treat patients on to do manuals, stretch them out. And then you have your gym equipment. We have recumbent bikes, steppers, arm bikes, um, you know, machines that you would typically find in a simplified gym. Um, and then exercise bands, other equipment that you kind of get creative with, with your exercises as well. Um, like I said, everybody varies a little bit differently. We try to see an average of two patients an hour with our clinicians. Um, some companies that do just one-on-one the entire hour, you know, so pace varies, um, company by company. But I think as far as the environment goes and the equipment that's used, it's pretty standard from one clinic to another, what they would find. So would pay, would the pace then sort of dictate the, like if you had to rate the, the stress, the amount, you know, the, the stress level of, of a job of, of your particular position, yeah. one, to, one to 10 would the, the pace would definitely fluctuate depending or the stress would depend on yeah. how, what the pace is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. Um, that pace is a huge effectiveness and you get to learn your time management skills um, very quickly with a higher pace clinic. Um, and then it, it, it all, it all differs. Some people, you know, you tell them they got to see eight patients in a seven hour day and they kind of freak out. <laughs> um, I think this morning I saw 14 and it was busy, but yeah. that's what I was doing. It's what I've dealt with for, I've been licensed now for almost 10 years. So you kind of get used to that pace and the team approach is what helps that kind of fly pretty smoothly. Yeah. You see, you were talking a lot about the sort of the team approach and how, yeah. <clears throat> is that, is that, you, have you only worked at Dreyer or have you worked for other organizations that? I, I've only worked for Dreyer. Um, so this is what I've known the whole entire time. We've seen patients and I've, you're required to do clinical internships both for PT and PTAs um, observational hours, usually even before you go into the programs. Um, and then during the programs, actually getting in and doing working internships. So you get to see different environments. So I did, a, I did one internship at a inpatient facility at a hospital where you're seeing one patient an hour 
treating them in their rooms, bringing them down to a gym and things like that. And the outpatient one that I treated, I was working as a tech, like I said, when I went to school. So I was used to the drayer pace. Um, and I went in and I think we saw between three of us, there was eight patients that morning and my CI was apologizing that she didn't expect to be that busy and stuff. And I was said I could have handled that myself. You could have taken the morning off. But <laughs> so the team approach is definitely a specific. I don't want to say specific to Dreyer. There are definitely other companies that use that approach, but there's also companies that will simply hire PTs. They have two or three PTs work in a clinic. Um, and they're the only ones that treat the patients and that's their business model and what they do. Um, so it varies. We actually, we just got a PT. He moved back from Florida. He was a manager at a clinic down in Florida. Um, but it was his clinic. He was the only one there. So he worked specifically by himself. They had one front office person, you know, so a little different pace. Um, gotcha. I guess that would be the advantage of having the full physical therapy degree and yes. doing and getting that. I mean, cause that's a basically that's now a clinical doctorate, I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah. They are um, technically doctors of physical therapy now. Right. Whereas like a PTA, that's more of a, an associate's degree, I think. Yeah. Currently it's an associate's degree. Um, what, one of the benefits now for kids coming in, they're actually trying to develop in schools that are accredited, it has to be an accredited school um, that you get your degree in in order to take your board exam to be licensed. And a lot of schools are starting to do some research and do some um, planning of that type of thing to create more of a bridging program between PTA and PT. Because, um, like I said, a PTA degree is an associate's degree. Um, and then, like we said, physical therapists now are technically doctors. They're required to have their doctorate. So they're looking towards making a PTA degree a four-year degree. Um, so you have your bachelor's taken care of. So you can work as a PTA. And then potentially, if you want to progress and go into a PTA doctorate program um, to make that kind of a little bit more streamlined. Um, me in particular, I don't have my bachelor's degree. Mine's only my associates. So I technically would currently have to go back to school um, to get more credits to get just a general bachelor's degree and then go into grad school. So it would be another four years of school for me in order to get my PT degree. So that would be a little bit of a barrier yeah. for yeah. you, you know, just kind of to negotiate all of that. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're looking. A lot of the PTs that I've worked with have stated that their best choice is going right into a PT program. A lot of schools are offering like a three and three. You do three years of undergrad and then three years of grad school to get to your doctorate um, where you're just, it's a lot more streamlined, like I said. And then for PTAs now, they're looking at ways to make it more streamlined for PTAs if they want to choose to move on as well. Do you recommend, like for anyone looking to get into a career field in physical therapy, do you recommend entering it, you know, entering in as a tech? And what you did as a tech, did it prepare you for some of the things that you had to do in order to get your license as a PTA? Absolutely. Um, if you choose to go that route, 
usually if you're going right into school, if you're going right into college, sometimes it's a little tougher. Some of our clinics will hire summer techs that want to, that are in the field in that manner. Um, but it's a huge, it was a huge asset for me going into school because basically I had a lot of the clinic experience. You get the personalization, you see what you have to deal with one-on-one dealing with different personalities, different injuries, certain exercises that go along with certain injuries and things like that. You get that experience, which is a huge help towards the end of school. School taught me the book smarts. It taught me the knowledge I needed in order to pass my boards um, to get the license that I needed. And then the clinical experience, I think, from being a tech was just a huge asset when it came to internships, personal relationships, and things like that. And the actual application of what you learn throughout school made that transition a lot smoother. I think you made a good point there with the sort of not, not just the, you know, understanding what's in the books and being able to pass, you know, pass the test, then the application of those things, the practice of those theories. But the, the, the thing that I was really interested in there that you just said was the people skills. Yeah. You're you're working with patients. These are living, breathing people that, you know, have personalities and that, you know, maybe, you know, you got to sort of push them a little bit to motivate them to want to do the exercises that they don't want to do because it, it's painful and it hurts. Um, speaking from somebody who had an ACL surgery, you know, that some of yeah. the exercises were not fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> were quite painful, um, yeah. but, you know, and, and sort of managing how to motivate and how, you know, what buttons to push, what, you know, yep. areas sort of you know, do you take a hard-handed approach, a soft-handed approach? That's all people skills. And that's, you know, that you don't necessarily learn those things in books. You learn yeah. through the clinical aspect. Yeah. There's, there's definitely been some, you can have the students that come in to do internships and, you know, they're at the top of their class in every class, best grades and everything like that. But if you don't have the people skills to apply it, it's totally different experience when it comes to that clinical application. Um, you're meeting new people all the time. So if you don't like dealing with people, it's not, it's not a good field to be in. You know, we see anywhere from, like I said, our clinic's one of the larger ones. We'll see anywhere from 80 to 150 people that come through here a day. Now that's with, you know, 15 or 16 different clinicians. Um, but like I said, you're meeting new people, different personalities all the time. And I'd say that's, as important, if not more important than the book side of it. You know, if you can't able to build rapport. Yeah, exactly. If you can't connect with people, like you said, Jake, we're, it's, it's true. We're putting people through pain. Um, a lot of people joke that it's PT stands for physical torture. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't, Jeez. if you can't build that rapport and yeah. make it fun for people, they're not going to want to come in any more than, you know, yeah. Going anywhere else. So, Oh, I remember, I remember post-op just the, the stretching and, and sort of getting full mobility back into my knee that hurt. I mean, just yeah. bent, you know, bending something that had been immobilized and allowed to swell for, you know, and not being able to fully flex my quad. And it, it was, it was not yeah. a very pleasant experience. And I do remember I had a very good relationship with my P, with my uh, PT and PTA when I would go into yeah. the center, you know, she, 
she knew she could push me, but she knew that I was kind of a baby too. So she, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't yeah. like being in pain. I just don't, it's not, I yeah. don't like being uncomfortable. So yeah, you know, she would, she did, she, we, we had a very good relationship and, and you're right. It is that, that rapport is important because you, yeah. like, you know, you are asking somebody to do something that their body's telling them, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And you know, you sort of have to be able to, help them kind of get through those mental barriers and that pain barrier to kind of let them understand that this is for your overall, this is for your benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I can empathize with that <laughs> for sure. That was not fun. I did not like yeah. that at all. Yeah, no, definitely. All. That's important to have all those good people skills. What is a normal, like, can you run us through a day? Like yeah. a typical day? Cause I was just thinking like my cousin ended up going into physical therapy, but she, her first idea in her head was to go into be a pharmacist. So she walked in okay. and shouted a pharmacist and said, Oh, all they do is push paperwork all day. I, yeah. I don't want to push paperwork all day. I want to be with people all day. Yeah. You know, cause she was far more of a people person. So she like switched, you know, uh, majors, yeah. you know, yeah. while in college, a little bit late to be figuring that out for some people, <laughs> yeah. but you know, she did that and then went to the physical therapy route. What is a normal day for you? So, Typically, I don't want to say there's not paperwork involved. There's a ton of paperwork involved. Um, I say my wife's a teacher, and as their field goes, you know, we always say if you could go in, work with your students, and then go home, you would love your job. It's all the extra stuff that goes into it. Same kind of thing. If I could come in here, work with my patients, and then go home, life would be great. The paperwork is definitely it's an important part of it as far as the business side goes um, that the company more so deals with, but um, patient care is my preference. It's what I love. That's why you get into this business is the patient care side. So like I said, I'll see anywhere from eight people to 20 people in a certain day. Um, Patients come in depending on their ailment. We use different modalities. Heat, stim for pain control. Um, they do some ultrasound, things like that. And then it's basically building a program for each patient. We try to keep it as individualized as possible. There's definitely some carryover from one patient to another doing similar exercises, but usually we go through an approach of trying to do 45 to 60 minutes of exercise with a patient, whether that's stretching, strengthening, um, stabilization, balance, d- depends on their ailment. Um, and then 10 to 15 minutes of the modalities, whether that's heat or stem for pain control, ice to help manage swelling, you know, some things like that. And then manual stretching that we do with the patients. One of the key things that we try to focus on um, is we want to get our hands on our patients. Um, you can, some of the patients that might not need it, you can educate a patient on the exercises and they can go home and do it. So that's why we really value the hands-on portion of it where we're stretching out joints, um, people after surgeries, improving their range of motion to stretch, getting their range of motion back and things like that. So that's one of the parts that we value the most. Um, we deal with a lot of post-op patients being directly affiliated with the doctors. Um, it's a lot of post-surgery patients, whether they had rotator cuff repairs, knee replacements, hip replacements, and things like that. Um, so it's, it's a, 
it's a comfortable pace, like I said, from what I'm used to, but it's constant taking patients through exercises. And then you get to the, get to be the creative side of it. Like I said, when I started my main interest was sports rehab. So we get a high school kid that comes in here, you know, baseball player, basketball player, football player, anything like that, that comes in the creative side really starts to take effect because you're getting them to a higher level of function than say, you know, Nancy coming in at 70 years old that just had her knee replaced and she just wants to be able to walk, you know, get up and down the stairs at home and things like that. You get the high school athletes in and you can come up with creative different ways to challenge them a little bit, which is always a fun part. Definitely. So you, you, what's the, like, so the, you guys have appointments. What's your, like your earliest appointment? So our clinic is open uh, at 7am and closes at 7pm. You don't always work those hours. Sure. Right. You got to work on a different schedule. Every, yeah, everybody works a 40 hour week. The way we try to approach it, I work three long days and two short days, three of the days I work seven to six. And then I work, seven to 12 on two of my days, short days to try to manage it a little bit. Right. Um, But like I said, everybody's a 40 hour week. We try to keep, like I said, we try to keep it to two patients an hour per license um, so that I'm not, I'm handling about two patients an hour um, makes it manageable running them through exercises, Mm -hmm. getting to see what their ailments are, um, what issues they're having, in that particular day and then making modifications to their program to adjust based on what their needs are that day. And then you'll write up a little, after you see the people, you'll probably write up a short little blurb about what yeah. you did and how they, how they're progressing. And then. Yeah. So currently like everything's computerized. So we have a computer program. Mm-hmm. We have a, we call it a flow sheet. Basically it has a list of the exercises that they do. Um, that sometimes the text can pull up and follow along with the exercises and we can add and take away exercises based off of what they do that day. And then you have to write notes. So it's called a soap note for short. There's three different parts that we deal with every day. You have to write a subjective with a patient. So basically what the patient tells you is going on that day. My knee hurts. You know, I had went up and down the stairs five times yesterday you know, without any pain, you know, something subjective, functional in that manner. Um, Then you have objective measurements where you're taking measurements, um, mobility, strength testing, things like that, flexibility. And then you have your assessment, basically how the patient tolerated exercises, what you see, what they're still lacking, what they need worked on, you know, certain form of exercises and things like that. You make an assessment based off of what they did that day. And then there's a plan that gets set normally set by the therapist, but you can adjust that plan a little bit as well. You know, yeah. Think, Cause you're seeing the person probably more regularly. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, just kind of put your feedback in. Exactly. And setting up what exercises you might think be beneficial for them going down the road as well. Things like that. Right. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. That's the paperwork side of it. That's the nagging. That's, that's not too bad. No, no, it's not. As bad. opposed to the full blown out evaluation that the, phys, you know, the physical exactly. therapist has to write out, which is pages yeah. and pages of, of information. Yeah. So there's a little bit of the difference too. Uh, like I said, as a PTA, I have all the fun with half the responsibility. Um, those evaluations that the therapists are able to do that first visit, a patient comes in and they're just one-on-one with them talking with them 
what happened, what injury they're having, what's going on. And then they do the evaluation. Like you said, there's pages upon pages that they do. So that's why the therapist is limited to that one patient solely one-on-one because there's a lot more involved. The the, the day-to-day when you're seeing them multiple days in the week, the paperwork is a little bit easier. It's tedious, but like you said, it's not as bad as the full-blown evaluation that a therapist would do. Okay. Well, Greg, to, to wrap this up, um, I mean, this has been very informative. I, there's, I learned yeah. things that I didn't know uh, either. Yeah. But to wrap it up, and we always like to be uh, 100% truthful and honest with our students, you know, and, and the information that we provide. Maybe could you talk about three, you know, we'll do like a pros and cons list. The top, okay. you know, what, are, what are some of the most rewarding parts of the job? And what are some of the things that maybe are, are the downside? Yeah, the like I said, sometimes the toughest thing for me is getting to work in the morning. Sometimes, you know, you wake up and you just don't want to go into work. But once I get there and start working with patients, that feeling and that sensation goes away right away for me. Um, I love working with the patients. Like I said, with our, with our pace, you're meeting new people every week. Um, and it's fun to interact with them. And in our clinic, the interaction between patients is also fun and keeps that environment fun as well. You know, it's not just you and the patient, there's other people around and these people, they're here two to three times a week, you know, same as the next guy with them. Sometimes they're always scheduled at the same time, which is fun to see. They kind of build friendships as well. Um, I mean, the most rewarding thing for this job is getting patients back to function, you know, after surgeries, normal injuries, if they haven't had surgery too, if they've dealt with some chronic pain for a little bit and you're able to get them without pain um, back to their function, there's nothing more rewarding. Sometimes the toughest patients are the most rewarding patients when you get them to be fixed um, and back to their function. So for me, that's without question, that's that's as good as it can get is when you get those patients to see their, have their goals and achieve them. Um, it's as rewarding as I think any job can be. Sense of accomplishment there. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I always tell patients our part's easy. You know, the patient's the one that has to put in the work, you know, but we're more so guiding them and directing them to it. The toughest part without question is the paperwork. it's just trying to do it in a timely manner and get it done. I mean, I still have six notes from this morning that I haven't even touched because I'm more of the people person. I want to be working next to that person, working them through their treatment. So the paperwork is the tedious and worst part of it. And it's, it's a business, you know, you, you learn that more and more as you're in the field. Um, different things dealing with insurance companies. That's another thing that is a negative, not of the job, but of the business side of it, essentially, you know, you deal with, like you said, Jake, you had your ACL done. ACL recovery is a good, you know, six, six to eight months, depending on what you're trying to get back to. And people with insurance plans these days, you know, and they're limited to 20 visits in a calendar year. Mm -hmm trying to get somebody to repair an ACL or recover from an ACL repair in 20 visits, it's just not feasible. So trying to insurance companies and dealing with that financial piece is 
is a burden, not just on us, but on the patient too. And you just want the patient to get better. <laughs> yeah. Which insurance companies would just leave themselves out of it. You know, just let yeah. us read the patient, get them better and then deal with it. But well, I think it's important for people to hear that though. I think it's like, if you're going to make a decision about a career and, and PT is the way you want to go, you know, there are going to be, you know, there, there is sort of not a, the dark side, but there are things that, you know, you're not going to love. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be aspects of this job and this career that you're, that are absolutely going to satisfy something within, within, you know, within yeah. you yes. that helping people and seeing people progress and sort of having a little bit of a, a stake in that, um, yeah. you know, is rewarding. And so yeah. it makes dealing with the insurance companies and those types of things bearable because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to I'm helping people recover and, we, and I'm doing a, and I'm doing something that I love to do that satisfies something within me. So you're going to take the good with the yeah. bad as you know, and it, it, it goes with any career, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. So yeah. Um, every job has their pros and cons. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's important to hear that. So, yeah. Well, Greg, uh, I appreciate you coming in and, yeah. and doing the Absolutely, podcast man. today, talking about, you know, your career. I learned some things. I hope, I hope our students and, and our listeners will learn a little bit about, you know, physical therapy and, and maybe make a decision. Um, yeah. If, you know, if, if students have uh, questions or anything, are you open to, uh, you know, answering a few questions via email? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my email here is, it's simple. It's G Bauman, G B A U M A N at OIP.com. Um, they can feel free to email me questions. Um, currently right now with all this COVID stuff going on, we're not allowing too many students actually in the clinic for those observation hours. Um, but like I said, if they're looking into this career, observation hours are usually required. So hopefully as this gets kind of settled down and, you know, things loosen up a little bit, they want to come into the clinic for just a few hours just to kind of see what a day is like, or if they want to do it as part of their requirements where they need 10, 20, some 50 hours or so. Um, we love having students come in and kind of get an idea of what they're the road is. Well, we want to get to that. They can email me as well. Well, we we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, this was great, Ian. Do you have any concluders? You know, I was the only thing I was thinking is if um, if you knew you were going to go into like be a PTA back in high school, what were like a few things that you would say? I wish I had done that. It would have made life easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an interesting question. I like I I said at the beginning, I took the long road here. Um, I originally went to school to be a PT. Um, I went to the University of Pittsburgh fresh out of high school. Had a lot of fun, made some bad decisions. Didn't do well enough for my parents to keep me in school. So I came, I came home and did landscaping for a few years and then got back into the clinic as a tech and it kind of reignited that passion for physical therapy to get back into it. So easy for me to talk to myself about what I would have done differently back in high school. <laughs> made that decision earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. have stuck things out a little bit differently. Um, um, but I think you mentioned like, you know, if you could take some anatomy and physiology classes yeah. or uh, 
medical ter- terminology. Take that yep. now, kind of yeah. read that, or go jump into a job shadow. Yes. Yeah, uh, job shadowing is key for sure. I think that's why a lot of schools require it. Um, biology, anything anatomy and physiology-based um, is going to be good. They're going to require it still in college, typically, because they do it towards a PT-based approach. Okay. The anatomy and physiology and how they based upon that. But it's only going to give you a leg up going into college when you have that little bit of a background in high school courses and make things a lot easier going into college. Yeah. Cause anatomy and physiology is not the straight, most straightforward of a course yeah. to take. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit challenging. Yeah. Every teacher has their approach. Um, yeah. So the, the more background you have, the easier it's going to make it going forward. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate all yeah. the information. And uh, if you like more, if you want more information about physical therapy as a career, schedule a consultation with Ian or myself, and maybe we can talk about careers uh, for you and pathways uh, to maybe some work-based learning experiences in the future. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Greg, appreciate the time. Have a great yeah. day, everybody. Thank you. Right. Take care, guys.